everybody and welcome back. It is Monday, October 19th, 2020, and you are listening to episode 89 of the Can I Say Something podcast. I'm your host, Santa Recluse with the Juicy Caboose, Damien. Joining me, as always, is... How you doing, buddy? Oh my god, I'm so tired. <laughs> How many hours did you work this week? Oh man, 68 long, long hours. 68. Why don't you work one more hour? It would have been a sex thing. <laughs> nice. And then uh, that, w- that wasn't an option. <laughs> That'd been funny. Come on, boss, let me can, work- I, can I, can yeah, I work me- one more hour, boss, please? Why? Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just to make a joke on a podcast. It's like, oh, first of all, what's a podcast? Yeah. What's this joke? You have a podcast, you fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I, I have a podcast too. It's about uh, history and Civil War history, and uh, you should listen to it. I would um, be shocked. I would be yeah. shocked. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's dive right in, because I saw a bunch of stuff. Listen to two books this week. Listen to two books. I absorb them. A uh, bunch of Gillian, Gillian Flynn. I'm knee deep in Gillian Flynn this week. I listened knee to deep. the book. Knee deep. That in, sweet, in, sweet in Gillian. Gillian. Yeah, sweet. Go Gillian. ahead. Tell me about Gillian. Uh, she wrote the book uh, Sharp Objects in 2006. She wrote the book Gone Girl in 2012. And I believe there's another one in there, Dark Places. I haven't seen it. I don't believe there was an adaptation made of it. I don't think the book was very good. So I've avoided that one. But I read, uh, listened to Gone Girl, the book. It was very good. Very, very good. Uh, like the movie, still very good. I, I apparently do not remember large chunks of it because I watched it the other night and I was like, holy fuck, this thing is dark and very well shot and very well paced. Yeah, uh, man. You were, to- you, you were feeling it, texting me all week about it. it. Yeah, yeah, I listened to the book, and the book is uh, structured kind of weird. It takes place from uh, Amy Dunn's point of view. Uh, She she leaves her husband. Well, she fakes her death, tries to frame her husband. Spoiler alert for this movie. But she tries to frame her husband for her murder, and... um, she gets away with it. Like this is one of the very few, a like, handful of stories and and movies and and just anything in pop culture where the bad guy gets away with it. You know, there's very few uh, few of those in the world. We're gonna be watching one next week for our movie cage match. Uh, no country for old men. Also spoiler, spoiler for that one. Yeah, spoiler for that movie as well. <laughs> uh, another movie where the bad guy gets away with it. Another book where the bad guy gets gets, gets away with it. Well, good. Uh, so. I feel I huh? feel like that should happen more often. You know, it's not always right. good guy wins. I know you go to the movies to to, to escape yeah. reality sometimes, but hey, man, sometimes re- just bad guys should win. Just it just be interesting, more interesting. Yes. Um. So yeah, real quick, just going back to the book. It's written from her point of view at the beginning. The, the very start of the book is her diary from around 2005. The, the the book and the movie take place in 2012. So it starts from 2005 when Amy and uh, Nick first meet in New York City, and it's all happy, all lovey dovey stuff. Um, they both have decent jobs, making good money. They're fucking all the time, having fun, drinking, all the going sex, out, all the all of the sex. Um. Good times, good times all around. And then in 2010, their session happens. They both lose their jobs because they're both in, they're both writers. They're Tough both uh, work in print, 
They were they both work in print, so they both uh, lose their jobs in the recession. Uh, Nick's parents get sick, so Nick basically says he's not ask Amy. He's like, "Yeah, we're moving back to Missouri to take care of my parents," and doesn't really ask her about it. Well, why would he? Uh, at the same, d- he's the man. That's what that's what <laughs> men do. <laughs> that's who, how the men do the thing. So uh, at the same time, her parents go broke because her parents wrote these books back in the day, like twenty years ago, called Amazing Amy books, which were loosely based on Amy's life and made shit ton of money. But apparently, uh, nobody was buying them, and they overextended and bought a bunch of houses and spent all the money. And she had a trust fund, Amy did, of like $800,000. And her parents come to her about a quarter way into the book and be like, yeah, we're going to need that back. <laughs> we we made some bad investments, bought some houses, and uh, we're kind of fucked. So uh, can you just uh, give us that trust fund back? And she's like, uh, I guess. Uh, she doesn't give it all back. She has most of it back. She they leave her like a hundred thousand. Um, but then when they move back to Missouri, uh, Nick wants to buy a bar, so he asks asks quote unquote Amy for eighty thousand dollars to to buy the bar. So he moved. He uprooted her out of New York City without really asking her. He took her money to buy a bar, and then about halfway through the book, you realize that he's also cheating on her with a twenty two year old uh, student of his. So she's not happy. It's one what? of those books that. Really Why? make you kind of huh? Why is she not happy? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she has being cheated on going her way. Will, yeah, being cheated on will that do, will do that to you? However, um, it is further revealed that Amy is uh, somewhat of a psychopath, uh, sociopath, whatever you want to call it, because it keeps referencing throughout the book all of these exes she had and all of these friends that she had in high school and in college where she basically drove them insane. She accused this one guy of raping her. She go over, she goes over his house after they were like, you know, sort of separated, sort of seeing other people. She goes over, goes over the guy's house, has consensual sex with him, leaves. The next day, the police charge him with rape and she had uh, wrapped uh, things around her wrist to make it look like she was tied down. She had, yeah, she basically did the same thing she does to Desi later on in the movie where she makes it look like he raped her. Um, but then he murders her. Spoiler alert. But, uh, she, she murders, she murders Desi. She murdered him. Yeah. And in yeah. the, if he murdered the movie, her, that'd be a totally different ending. Yeah, exactly. He would have yeah, done yeah, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of favors. Yeah. And it's interesting because he, or she, when she goes on the run, she fakes her death, leaves the city, goes into the country, um, finds a cabin in this like little village place in the, in the country. And she, she hunkers down and basically is just going to wait until, uh, her husband Nick gets prosecuted for her murder. But she gets robbed by these fucking hillbilly people. They, they see her. She has a bunch of money on her. Huh? Always the hillbilly people. So fucking always the goddamn hillbilly. Hey, I found out you got some money. Yeah. Guess we'll be taking that. Yeah, they see her with this big wad of cash. Um, they corner they corner her in her cottage. And then uh, so she has no money on her. She so she has to call Desi, which basically leads to him being killed because he takes her in into his uh, lake house, which is bigger than any house I've ever seen. So that's interesting. But he basically keeps her there. Um, sort of forces her to stay there. And then, yeah, she figures out where all the cameras are and uh, makes it look like uh, she was she was kidnapped there and kept there against her will, which she sort of was, which is another reason you sort of feel sympathy for her a little bit. But then he comes back and he they have sex and 
in the book, it's hilarious because she's just like, dude, just fuck me. Just fucking fuck me. Come on. He's like teasing her. He's like kissing her elbow and her shoulder and her ear. Then she's like, yeah, this is how men fuck when they don't know how to fuck. And <laughs> this is how a man fucks when he's, <laughs> this is what men do when they think it, it turns you on, like kissing your elbow. And it's like, what the fuck is kissing my elbow going to do, bro? And dude, uh, he was like, totally yeah. reading a different way into that relationship. All right. She, yeah. she she had a whole other goal going but he was you know like thinking this was it buddy this was like yeah we're, we're this is the building blocks for a relationship yeah yeah so um gr- gruesome uh death in this movie she he's oh, fucking her. everywhere yeah blood everywhere like he's fucking her then she just pulls out this knife stabs him or no cuts his throat and he just bleeds all the fucking yeah. over her yeah um yeah, yeah. Then so she gets covered in blood, escapes from there, uh, which I don't know. She must have learned the code to the to the driveway uh, fence thing. But no, she gets no, out of there. She she didn't she didn't escape yeah. from there. She like wasn't she flagging him down from, with the cameras? Yeah, she was like pounding on the door and like they they came to the house. Yeah, she would. She was leaving evidence to say that she was ah. like in trouble. And so it shows, yeah, throughout the whole thing, it shows her like jamming. She jams a um, wine bottle up her cooter to make it look like she Good had. Lord. Oh, yeah. Over, the over dedication. time, she got. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How over thorough. time, it made her look like she had um, rape wounds in her vagina. But I mean, what was he doing? He was. I mean. <laughs> Right. He wasn't. He wasn't exactly fucking her with a knife. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Good like lord. In, like in seven, I fucked her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, another David Fincher movie. Uh so yeah, she leaves there, and also in the book, it goes into more detail of like her story was that when he kidnapped her, she said that she she said that he put her in her in his trunk, and if she just left there. And didn't go in the trunk, there would have been no evidence of her ever being in the trunk. So in the book, it describes that the, the police investigated the car that she got supposedly got kidnapped in and found hairs in the in the trunk. So she even thought of that driving back after she murdered the guy. She's like, okay, I gotta come up with a story. So she she comes up with the story of him putting her in the trunk. So at a certain point after she murdered him, she rolled around in the back in the in the trunk to make sure there was, you know, fibers back there that matched her in his trunk. Um there was other stuff in the book like um she poisoned herself while she was still with Nick. She poisoned herself and puked into a Tupperware container and put it in the fridge so she could have that evidence of Nick poisoning her if he ever fucked up again. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it basically ends with her coming back, bloodied, a mess. And it's interesting, just like the cop that was working with Nick throughout the whole thing and had, she had sympathy for Nick because there was, you know, discrepancies in her story. So she was like, you know, mm, this, this, and this doesn't, doesn't really line up. So they come back and she's asking, or the cop, um, I forgot what her name was. Uh, anyway, the cop asks her, like, you know, what, how did you get out? Why, how did you stab him if you were tied up? And she's like, I don't know. It just happened. And then, um, like she got hit. Supposedly she she was gonna make it look like Nick hit her, basically, in the in her house. And she had these Punch and Judy dolls that had a uh, a wooden a wooden stick to it and she dipped that in her blood and left it in the fireplace. And the cop asked her, like, What I don't understand. The doll the dolls were in the woodshed. So how did the dolls get from the woodshed? If the dolls were in the woodshed, where did the 
how did uh, Desi, when he attacked you, was supposedly attacked you, how did he get the, the wooden mallet? And she's like, I don't know. Just had to, are you going to stop fucking bothering me? I just escaped uh, from being raped and blah, blah, blah. And if you had done your job, I deflecting. came back here and saved my husband's life. Yeah. She's just like, you know, doing the Trump thing of like diverting attention from the, from the lie and just saying like, are you, you going to stop this to me or doing? what? Yeah. I came here for help. <laughs> what about Hillary? Ah! You should look up. Yeah. What about Hillary? Look her up. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she comes back and she says like, um, after a few months, she gets pregnant, and Nick never fucked her while before uh, after she came back. And Nick was like, "How how are you pregnant? Whose baby is it?" And she's like, "It's yours." And he's like, "What do you mean?" And she says, "When you went to the fertility clinic and you came in that cup, and uh, we tried to have sex and we tried to do this and that and the other thing. Uh, well, I went back there and I I got some and I saved it for this occasion. So she saved his 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 spooge, and then she put it inside her." make herself pregnant oh man yeah yeah yep so you know terrible for that child you know who i would be terrified to be right now would be uh a child gillian flynn's the child yes (laughs) but no i'd be terrified to be gillian flynn's husband because you're you're married to a person that thought all that up yeah you know, well, that's kind yeah. of like what I was saying before in the in the, the the podcast prior, like uh, the the realistic death scenes, and it's like, yeah, that's coming from someone's head, you know, someone's yep, it's br- someone's brainchild right there. And if you're if you have a spouse or you know your your children watch this movie later and we're like, Jesus, Dad, what the fuck? <laughs> you got yeah, a, you got some com- problems you need to work from? out. Exactly. So, very good book, very good movie, obviously. Don't need to say that, but it is. Can I go back to the vomit in the fridge thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how did... See, as awful as it is, Nick should have, like, caught on to something at some point. Like, he never opened the fridge. He's, like, looking for a beer, and he's just like, oh, that that looks like vomit. At the very least, it was, like, some moldy food. Like, we gotta toss this, honey. Yeah. Like, Um, all these clues, these little breadcrumbs, like... Yeah. Well, know. yeah, I mean, he... Why are you refrigerating so, your vomit? I don't know. <laughs> there was so much... You could pick. You could easily pick this movie apart. Like, she she hid all of his purchases. Like, he, she made a shit ton of purchases on, on his credit card to make it look like he had more, uh, more of a motive to kill her because of his debt. And at some point, she was putting all of these purchases in the shed of his sister's house. And it's like, his sister never saw her go in there. You know what I mean? Nobody saw her go in there. Like, there was probably two dozen giant packages in there. There was like a 75-inch TV in there. There was a giant <laughs> drone in there. There was these giant purchases that she made on his credit card that she's put in there and also she put his his fingerprints all over that stuff so at a certain point she was buying all this shit bringing it into the house putting his fingerprint on it uh, while he was asleep and then dragging it putting it in the car going to his sister's house going into her uh, shed in the back and putting this in there and leaving and nobody saw her doing any of this how was she so, putting the yeah. fingerprints on there she like masking tape she, like while he was yeah, sleeping no, yeah, in the book, she was basically uh, giving him sleeping pills for a long time, and he was figuring this all out. She's just dragging um, him through the house, like, oh, I'm going to put your handprint on this, uh, Yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, there was You're right, though. She's so thorough to the point where it's, like, yeah. suspicious now. Like, you're creating, yes. like, a, a uh, uh, an out for every scenario, but it's just, like, how, how did no one ever see you doing any of those things? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. She did so many things like out in the open. It's it's crazy. But there was there was these uh, montages in Gone Girl and in, in the book too, of him just being like watching TV, drinking a beer, and then her bringing over this life life insurance policy and him just signing it without even looking. So it's like you know, yes, how did he not notice any of this? Well, because he was in know. a happy marriage. He was an un- unhappy marriage, but also he's just not paying attention. Like if somebody, if your wife or anybody brings you a document and just says like sign this, you don't, you never, never do that. I don't care how drunk you are. I don't know how stupid you are. You don't sign something and somebody without them telling you explicitly what it is. Right. So, right. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Not well. Not smart on his part. No, it's not smart on his part. No. Yeah. He fucked up. <laughs> he made he a terrible up a mistake. Yeah, he did. He really did. Um. It's just the, in the part where he, I always forget, uh, when I watch this the first time, I forgot that he hires, uh, Tyler Perry plays this high, high fluting attorney, this, this defense attorney. And at the end, he's telling him, like, what she's doing now that she came back and told him all this. And he just, he just walks away and starts laughing. He's, he's like, you fucking people deserve each other. <laughs> and it's, it's true up to a certain point of just like, oh, yeah, they're he was both a kind too. of assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that movie really pissing me off, and and I I was like mm-hmm. thinking like, how like well I'm thinking about well I remember it now uh because you said she uh, knocked herself up, so that's yep. why he like if she came back on the doorstep after after messing with me like that I'd be like with all those cops around I'd be like, bitch if you if if you did all this work to 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 get me in in jail. I might as well just finish the job and just like strangle her yeah. right there in front of the cops. Yeah. <laughs> but her being pregnant yeah. was like her like safeguard, like you have to take me back because I have your child and you're not going to kill me yeah. and your child. And it's like, yeah. Man. Yep. smart. Awful. Good play. Yeah. Good play. <laughs> Fair play. You got me. Yep. So after that, uh, I read Sharp. I listened to the Sharp Objects book from uh, Gillian Flynn wrote this in 2006. Hold on a second. Let me check my records here. Yeah, uh, sure. You told me that I should watch this approximately 121 times <laughs> in the last three days. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, it's very good. Very, very good. Um, it's from a uh, book in 2006, again by Gillian Flynn. Uh, TV series came out in 2018 on HBO starring uh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams is, is a goddamn wizard when it comes like to her. acting. She's Yes. She's a good one. Yes, she was uh, probably you probably first saw her in the the office when she played the hot girl, the yep. new hot girl, the yeah. the purse lady. Yes, yep, purse lady, exactly. Um, so she plays uh, Amy Adams plays the main character in this book slash TV show. Um, she plays she's this typical sort of like drunk uh, reporter from the big city that has to go back home to investigate a murder. It's one of those, but it also gets very twisted in the sense that she is uh, suicidal and she cuts herself, not only cuts, her, cuts herself, but cuts words into her. Her entire, her entire uh, torso is covered in words um, that she's written, that she carved into herself over the years. So she is uh, an intensely fucked up person. Um, that's where the that's where the name of the book comes from, Sharp Objects, because uh, she's always she was always looking for something to cut herself with. Um, so yeah, very good, very good series, very good book. Um, what was I going to say very fucked up, very fucked up uh, situation with murdered children. Uh, the kids get their when they're when they're murdered, they have their t- their uh, teeth pulled out. Um, so yeah, very very gruesome murders so in the south. When the, well, not really when the, the south, what? Like, the kids are hmm? murdered. 
kids, yeah, uh, kid, like thirteen year old kids are murdered, and then they have their teeth removed uh, every time they're killed. Goodness gracious! Yes, um, very good acting, very good series overall, very good uh, supporting cast. Um, let me look up who was in this. There was a couple people I like in this. Uh, it was an eight part series. I watched all of it uh, in one night, uh, Thursday night. I want to say how many hours? Oh, yeah, per, uh, eight hours. Eight, eight episodes. Yep. Eight hours total. Yep. Uh, Patricia Clarkson is in this. Chris Messina. Uh, let's see. Some very good young people in this. Sophia Lillis from the It 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 movie, the first one. Um, yeah, very good. Oh, Sydney Sweeney is in this. You know that. Uh, yeah, very dark, very fucked up. Uh, the last 10 seconds of this show is very fucked up. So, uh, I think I, re- I think I recommended this to you, didn't I? A couple times. Yeah, you said if I like yeah. Ozarks, I'll like sharp objects. Yeah, it takes place Whoa, in the same what? general region of okay. the Ozarks area of Missouri, I want to say, near the Appalachian, Appalachians. Very poor part of the country. But I'd, uh, I'd say that the yeah, theme is, is largely different where it's not like cartel- uh, yeah, illegal illicit activity. Right. So I mean, it's no, just really it's, the setting is the only thing similar. Yeah, the setting. It's very much like I I haven't seen it, but I would imagine Ozarks plus like um, True Detective, that sort of dark noir gothic southern southern gothic sort of feel to it. Um, yeah. So yeah, feel like that sort of stuff. Check that out. Um, also watch the Vast I'll of add Night it to the list. Yep, <laughs> the the ever increasing list. Uh, but I would I would, re- I would recommend S- Succession first. I liked I still like Succession better than anything I've watched so far. This grows. This uh, list grows exponentially faster than I can watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there just is there just is more stuff being put out every day, every week. <clears throat> I mean, maybe this pandemic pandemic was the best thing for you because there won't be anything being made in the next few months to a year. Yeah, so yeah. then it'll, it'll allow you to catch up. Well, we say that, but I mean, uh, I started watching Raised by Wolves, and that came out September third. Yes, so. yes. Yep. I think I think I was, for movies that that holds yeah. up, but like streaming, uh, streaming television shows, maybe not so yeah. much. Right. So, how do you like uh, the Raised by Wolves? How many have you seen? I think I'm on episode three. I don't. I haven't watched in a while. Um, been pretty busy. Yeah. Uh it's interesting. The first the first episode was kind of like a oh, what the what the hell's going on here? Uh I don't know if you're familiar with it at all. Two androids tasked with raising human children on a mysterious planet. Um and the human colony threatens to be torn apart by religious differences. The androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. Um yeah, just from the first episode, you can tell religion is a is a big point of conflict in all of this and it, it was weird like these two androids went to this this planet this like mars type planet i suppose and uh they're they're setting up this camp and then she's like hooked up to all this stuff and you're kind of like oh what's going on here and like she she ends up giving birth to uh six kids and it's like um okay and so the eight androids are, are are the parents and they're just like such robots about things they they do everything like the the most optimal way uh they possibly can because they're machines that's how they think there's no like um i'm gonna read you a story because it makes you you or uh 
I'm I'm gonna read you a story at, at bedtime because we're gonna have this bonding episode. It's more like we're gonna I'm gonna read you the story because that's that's uh mathematically what is best for you to to help you learn and and, and grow emotions in this at this level. So it's it's a very weird way to watch um children getting raised. And obviously, you know, they're on a strange planet and stuff happens and I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it's, it's a current <laughs> yeah. show, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it just uh, when you find, well, I mean, you know, they're androids, but obviously there's deeper meanings, and the <laughs> they got this form they they can transform into, and it's just like this golden, uh, I don't know, like uh, golden Frieza from Dragon Ball. It's, <laughs> it's pretty fun to watch, and and she has like this wild screaming power. And it's like, whoa, like that, that's intense. Giblets. Giblets. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun show. It's, it, it can be a little slow. Uh, I, I really, business kind of picked up early on, but it, you know, it, it tapers off again. So as far as that, uh, that I've gotten to yet, but I got to get yeah. back into it. I, I did enjoy what I've seen so far. Nice. Uh, direct some episodes were directed by uh, Ridley Scott. Yep. I think I heard he was part of this, part of the creation of the show. Yeah. Yeah. He's the yeah. uh, he's he's the dude directed by. The, yep. 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 Or the first two episodes uh, were directed by Ridley Scott, or nice. something like yeah. that. I don't know if the whole series was. Nice. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard good things. That's cool. Uh, do, 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 Let's see. So, yeah, I watched, uh, some horror movies getting in, like I said, getting into the spooky season. Uh, watched Ringu today, right before the podcast, the uh, original Japanese version of the ring. Uh, I think I like the ring, the American ring better. Uh, the Ringu, the Japanese first version was really just, uh, like a murder mystery. Not a lot of horror, not a lot of scares. Uh, that, yeah, the first, the American ring, 2002, uh, American version of the ring has so many like iconic shots of her pulling out the, the fly from the videotape from the screen and her nose bleeding as she does it. Uh, Brian Cox killing himself in the bathtub. Um, uh, the horses on that, uh, when they're on the boat, the horses freaking out and jumping over her into the, into the water, killing itself into the water it was fucking freaky. And then, of course, Samara climbing out of the screen every time I killed somebody. And then the shot of the girl at the beginning when they when they show the uh, her in the closet, when they find her in the closet and her face is all distorted. Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> seeing the uh, first ring when I was like 15 or 16. Still, it freaked me out then. Uh, it would probably freak me out now still. Uh, when did you first see The Ring or have you seen it? Oh, I've seen it. Uh, I watched it in theaters. So whenever that yeah. came out, um, I did watch that. Also, it's probably the last time I watched it as well. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I remember uh, making that noise that she would make. She made that noise where she was like, uh, right? I think you're thinking was, of uh, The Grudge. That was The Grudge. Oh, the Grudge. Movie. All right, yeah. all right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, though. Same chick, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Samara. Yep, exactly. I think, I want to say they had a um, like Godzilla versus King Kong. They had a Samara versus The, the Grudge Girl. Just recently. Oh, did they? Versus, like, yeah. uh, like, uh, like a Freddy versus Jason? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, let me see. Yeah, in 2016 did it come out? 
Sadako. Sadako was the name of the girl in the ring, in the original Japanese ring, uh, versus Kayo- Kayoko. The ring versus the grudge. Came on 2016, yep. Nice. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, is that the uh, is that the only uh, scary movie you watched? Uh was it the only scary movie I watched? Um, Gone Girl was scary. <laughs> That's a don't different kind now. of scary. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking. It's it's the festive time, uh, Halloween month. It's scary. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. I mentioned The Brood last last week. I mentioned The Exorcist and Pet Cemetery. Uh, there was a couple on Criterion that I watched. Let Let's scare Jessica to death. Was this? independent horror movie uh, on Criterion. It was fine. Black Black Christmas is still the best one I've watched this year. The Possessor was very scary and The Fly. Uh, have you watched any spooky-ooky things this year? Uh, I haven't yet, but remember we were talking about doing that. Uh, uh, some of our listeners yeah, um, gave me that list that we should get into at some point. We were thinking about making a bracket for it, but let's, yeah. do, a, let's do a quick flash round. Okay. We, can we can we go off script a little bit here? Sure, sure, sure. We got we got like uh, fifteen quick matchups. You just tell me which one you think is the better movie. We'll write it down and we we can work with that. We cut down the list yeah, a little bit. So lightning, uh, lightning round tournament style. Go yeah, ahead. if we haven't watched it, you know, yeah, maybe we just go by what we heard. Yeah, uh, Conjuring versus Shining. Um, The Shining. Conjuring had. Did I have the, the Damien kid in it? The kid named Damien? Was that the one who was like, it's all for you, Damien? Ah. That was that was the know. omen. Omen. Damn. Okay. So Yep. I'm gonna pick the shining as well. Okay. Okay. That's, yep. that's classic stuff. All right. Exorcist yeah. first carry. The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh Jaws versus the the original Halloween. Jaws. I'm gonna pick Halloween. We're split. We'll have to go back to that sometime. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, Sinisters versus The Strangers. I don't remember Sinister, so I'm going to say The Strangers. We got to watch that. Yes. I, I, I think it's unfair. I think Sinister is actually super fucked up, so I'm surprised you haven't watched it. It's got uh, Ethan Hawke in it? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Let's see. Hold on. Ah, my eyeball. Sorry, got something in my eye. Sinister. <laughs> I remember the the picture, the the cover for it was just, uh, yeah, there's just like this bloody f- face on the wall, and she's just dragging stuff. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yep. Yeah, Ethan oh, Hawke was it. Uh, You're right. Yep. Okay, we'll go back to that. I watched Strangers, <laughs> and that scene at the end. Yeah. Uh, the stabbing. Oh man, that was fucked up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i felt really really weird after that that made me think Mm -hmm. uh the babadook versus lost boys you ever hear the babadook yeah i've seen the babadook it's very good yeah Um, what's it about yeah huh what's it about uh just one of those uh mom is mentally ill kid is seeing weird shit he's writing weird shit in his book um that's very cool. Very cool twist at the end. Um, yeah. Very good. Uh, Australian, I want to say. Yes, Australian. Yep. Very good. Very, very good. Very good okay. scares. Yep. So which one did you pick? Uh, Babadook. Okay. Babadook-y. I'm going to pick Babadook too. I've never watched Babadook, but I've watched The Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've 
Carrie was here, she would have picked Lost Boys, but she can't. Yes, she can't definitely. do this list. Uh, yep. Hereditary versus Fright Night original. Hereditary, obviously, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I'm gonna go Hereditary too. I actually have watched uh, Fright Night. Nice. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn or Poltergeist? Uh, <laughs> uh, Poltergeist. I'm going. I'm going Dust Till Dawn. So all we're gonna right. have to. We'll have to circle back to that. Yeah, man. Selma Hayek was that her right in that movie? Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh yep, my yep. god. Oh man. I remember watching that as a teenager. <laughs> I was super <laughs> yep. shocked when it turned out to be a, uh, uh, like a vampire movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Grudge versus Thirteen Ghosts. Uh, Grudge. I don't think I remember Thirteen Ghosts very well. Hmm. I'm going 13 ghosts. Okay. Man, we should really have a third person for this. Right. <laughs> the Witch verse Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I'm going to actually say Night- Nightmare Before Christmas. The Witch is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm, what, I'm with you, Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. much just going off what you said about The Witch. Yeah. You really, you really killed it for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I remember seeing the previews and I'm like, nope. I'm noping no. that. No. Uh, Shaun of the Dead versus uh, American Werewolf in London. I still got to see American Were- Werewolf in London. It's on Shaun my list. The What's the pause? The top. Well, I'm just saying I haven't seen. Oh, it, really? So obviously, I haven't. Well, I've seen. I've seen Shaun of the Dead. I love it. Obviously, it's a classic. But I was just saying I haven't seen. Uh, have not seen American Werewolf in London, but I mean to. Okay. Intend to. Yep. All right. Uh, so extraordinary versus Halloween Town. Uh, I have not seen either of these. Me neither. No. I'll put a star next to that. Yeah. Oh, man. What's this? Final Final Girls and Beetlejuice. Mm. Uh, Beetlejuice. Right? Probably never watched Final yep. Girls. No. Okay. Alien versus the Fright, Fright Frighteners. Sorry. Uh, Alien. I can't go against Alien. No. Trick or Treat, Zombieland. Zombieland. Never seen Trick or Treat. I'd write that down. 27, never seen. Ah, The Thing. We're going to do a three-way right here. Uh, All right. Thing versus Pet Cemetery, or both of the the originals, and then Hocus Pocus. (laughs) Not even close. It's The Thing all the way. Thing, huh? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, they gave us they gave us thirty one movies for for uh, every day in the month. But right, since we're already halfway through the month, we had to cut that down in half. So, mm-hmm. all right, we'll figure out something right. to do with that list. For, do, yes. Out of all those movies on that, well, no, we'll, we'll save that. I was gonna say which one's your favorite, oh. but we'll, we'll work <laughs> yeah. towards that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. all right. Thank you for that. Uh, let me see. Do you have any book recommendations? I got one on on tap. I got one in my, in the chamber, ready to go for Monday. But I was curious if you had any books that you've read over the years that you wanted to recommend. Um, I mean, I just go my defaults, which were Game of Thrones. But sure, obviously, yeah. you don't, don't you don't have to do that. There was this book, um, Swan Song. It's a fantasy type book it's like a, a post-apocalyptic 
uh, thing. Let's see who was by. Um, yep. Yep. Sorry. What is it called? Swan Song. I'm looking. Uh, it's a Swan Robert Song. McCammon book. Um, okay. It's a big old book. Let's, I'll read you the the thing. Uh, Swan Song is a 1987 horror novel. It is a work of post-apocalyptic fiction describing the aftermath of a nuclear war that provokes an <laughs> evolution in humankind. It won the Bram Stoker Award in 1987. Nice. I, I love this book. Pages. I actually had told Carrie to watch it. and uh, or Not watch it. Read it. Yeah, and uh, right. I told her to watch Game of Thrones. Read Game of Thrones. Christ. I told her to read Game of Thrones. And she loved it. <laughs> And then I, she's like, "What else you got for me?" And then I was like, yeah. "Well, I like this book. Like, it might be a little bit, you know, I, I, like not your your genre, but you know, give it a shot." And uh, she hated it, so <laughs> 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 hurt my feelings a little bit. But uh, hey, that's uh, one of my favorite books. All right, um, yeah, maybe I I was thinking nine hundred and sixty um, pages. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. A lot of. A lot of pages, 960 pages. Um, so yeah, if I was going to read a long-ass post-apocalyptic horror book, I'd probably go with The Stand. I've been reading a lot of uh, Stephen King lately. so The Stand? I think eventually. The Stand, yeah. I was thinking about getting back into reading. Yep. I've actually been... Um, what, what's what's it called? Hold on a second. Uh, like Guten, Gutenberg Project? Have you heard of that? Yeah. Um, I think it's also something else in history, but uh, it's like this database for free ebooks, like sixty thousand yeah. of them. That's where I was reading uh, *Pride and Prejudice*. Oh, um, nice. but it's got all these old classics, and I was thinking about burning through some of those. If you, if you, if you actually read, when you say read and and, and don't mean listen. <laughs> That's something you might want to check out. Well, it says ebooks, so I yes. mean, there are some audiobooks yeah. on there, but right. it's weird. Like, you need a library card for them and stuff. Yeah. Like, you can actually check out audiobooks with a library card from your lo- local library, like Libby, Libby.com yeah. Libby. or something like that. There's Libby, some, there's yeah, some kind I of app. Libby app. People yep. love it. Um, yep. I, I got it and I was looking through it and it's like, yeah, this, this digital audiobook is being checked out right now. I'm like, what, is, what does that even mean? What do you mean? Right, yeah, exactly. The book is being checked out. You got to put it on your wait list or something, and when it comes around, they notify you, and or you got to you yeah. got to sign up to be the next person in line. And yeah, it's crazy. It, it was it was kind of weird for me. When I was reading it too. I was like, I didn't even know this was actually a thing. Like that, not only yeah. that happens, but that my library actually participates in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just do Audible. I pay uh, but a load of money. Like tw- huh. <laughs> You, I mean, you do the free book a, a, a month, though, right? They give you like a token. They give, they give me a token a month, but then I pay if I want to, you know, just get a bunch of books. I'll pay like thirty bucks to get three tokens, so it's like ten bucks, ten bucks per book, which is kind of a deal. If like if I'm, they based the the they based the price off the actual book, which is like the stand, which is like a thousand pages. It's yeah, like thirty. Ten bucks ain't bad, right? Ten bucks a book. Most yeah, of the so books that, I've ever bought in my life are ten bucks. So yeah. Yeah, every every book I've I've read in the or listened to in the past, you know, year or so, which is oh, I want to mention real quick. Um, what was the book I listened to? Unless it was hardcover, that shit's nonsense. Yes, that is ridiculous. Um, 
Sharp Objects was the 25th book this year I listened to. So, mm. yeah, I've been burning through books like crazy this year. But doesn't really. It's it seems like a lot, but not when you consider like six of them were Dune, four of them were uh, the Lord of the Rings. I read The Hobbit, the three Lord of the Rings books. Got the Sandman, No Country for Old Men, the two uh, Call Me by Your Name books. So yeah, and you're Just, listening to those in two times speed too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yep. Because my brain works. There's no way you process so all of that. Because my brain works faster than yours. I'm. Do, do you ever than... feel like you read something and then it's just like, all right, well, I, I went through the whole book and you probably got like how it started, uh, some <laughs> interesting parts in the middle, and then you 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 got the ending as well, and then you can just go back and read like now 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 you can't be spoiled, so you can yeah. just go back and like read the cliff notes or something, like that. <laughs> <laughs> or read somebody's review yeah. and and they'll tell you how you you like the book, but you actually didn't comprehend everything that you heard while you were doing that because they, they, they talk so fast no my, my brain comprehends things faster than most people so there you go <laughs> look at you man Imagine i get confused I was, well yeah. i'm at work and i'm listening to the podcast and i'm doing yeah. like i start off like listening i'm like this is interesting this is interesting and then 10 minutes later i'm like i don't know what they just said because a <laughs> my attention was kind of diverted and b it's like i i learned that i can't do two things at once Right, I cannot right. listen to a book and do uh, whatever job I'm doing at the time. Right. Like I hear it as background noise, and maybe like if you said something, it, it triggers in my head. Like, wait a second, what was that? Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I've definitely yeah. heard of it, but if you want me to like get into real detail about it, no. I think a lot of it helps too. With um, I've seen so three of the books I listened to. I saw the movie first. Um, I saw Pet Cemetery. I saw. I think I'm thinking of ending things, <gasps> and Gone Girl, and Exorcist. Uh, I saw the movie, so I was like, you know, okay, this is that part when that thing happens. This is the part when that thing happens. So I'm very, I can sort of skim through the. Uh, yeah, true, the, true. Huh? Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, you've seen the yeah. movie, so it's just, I know this part. Uh, quick skim. Yep. 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 yep That's yep. funny. You're, you're well. I mean, you're listening to the book now, so it's a little bit harder to do that. I remember, like, when I actually read books, it's like, all right, I got the gist, so my brain goes on autopilot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I was gonna say something. Oh, uh, Rebecca, the movie, um, the, the Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock classic, is being remade on Netflix. It's coming out next week, so I downloaded that. I'm gonna listen to that next week. Um, I think Carrie will be interested because it's starring Army Hammer, Mister Deep Voice. Mr. Dick I'm Hammer. A, I'm going to put a peach in your ass and I'm going to lick it out, man. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where I, why I started calling him Dick Hammer and then I was like, oh yeah, it's because of Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> yep. yep, exactly. Because I, I, exactly. I, I remember saying it while we were watching uh, Man From U.N.C.L.E. I'm like, oh, Dick Hammer, Dick Hammer. And I'm like, why am I calling him yep. Dick Hammer? And then it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's going to call me by my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, anything else you want to talk about movie wise? What you're watching, listening to, reading? Um. No. No. Well, I I, I was watching um, Dead to Me, on Netflix. Ah, yep. And uh, that that kind of won out. Remember, I was watching Shit's Creek and Dead to Me, and I was kind of like, yeah. oh, Shit's Creek probably not for me. But Dead to Me would had that like dry, dry uh. Humor, er, humor to it and I got 
a few more episodes in and it started cutting pretty deep like it's, it's like someone cutting onions in here like hmm. uh the the whole thing is the the her husband died and and um she's she's trying to cope with it and you you're going on the journey with her but she's finding out like unfortunate things along the way and it's kind of like now she ha- she's put in this spot where yeah, I mean, he wasn't a nice guy as far that I, I've gotten into it. And she has to like toe this line where she has to deal with um, processing all the stuff that he's done at the same time as not wanting to diminish how his children see him, saw him. And yep. because it's not that she's worried about his legacy, just more like, how the, the the children would handle it and 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 they're all going through stuff and uh she's got to make it delicate for the children as far that i've gotten into it i'm saying and, and they did this thing where they sent balloons up into the <laughs> she, she didn't want to do anything and then she got her and the mother-in-law are like at each other's throats constantly and she was like uh, to one up the mother-in-law she's like we're doing a ceremony and we're, we're gonna send balloons up in the air and they're gonna have messages in it and somebody gave her that idea at, at like a counseling session and she was like that's fucking stupid but she ended up doing it because it was the only thing she could think of to try to get the mother-in-law off, to, off her back and her mother-in-law was like i'm coming and she's like shit <laughs> but <laughs> so there's like this whole thing going on with someone else in the house and they all send their messages up and one of the balloons comes back down kind of like, oh, what's what's this? Like, is this a message from my my husband from beyond? And she, it's the, the whole event is like leading up to like getting the message from the person that was at the party where it's kind of like, you're sus. So whatever you wrote <laughs> in this balloon is kind of like questionable. Yeah. But then like she pops open the balloon and, she gets one of her kids messages it's like whew, man i lost it i was like that's that's sad so I, I go into this movie thinking you know it's like or not movie the television show thinking like you know it's gonna be laughs and and stuff like that it's comedy it's definitely a comedy but like you know i i, I dropped a tear when she was re- she she read that message it hurt i was like damn like you because you just imagine like your kid saying that about you if you weren't here, <laughs> you're hearing my voice, man. Oh, yeah. oh God. No, I'm just playing. But it, it, it was it, it was kind of a gut punch, and it was it brings you in, and yes, it's a good show. I like it. Nice. So that was dead to me. Uh, was dead that Netflix? Me. Yeah, Netflix. It has uh, Christina Applegate in it. Nice. So. Yep. Good stuff. Very, very cool. Um, did want to mention real quick a uh, bunch of podcasts this week. Uh, the big picture. And uh, the rewatchables, very good uh, podcast to listen to. Uh, you listen to them. I recommended. Yep. <laughs> I recommended twice, three times, maybe four times to listen to the Martian rewatchables because we list. We just watched the Martian uh, maybe last month, and uh, they said a lot of the same things we did about um, who's that person? Oh, uh, Kristen Wiig being very uh, unnecessary, unnecessary out of yeah, totally unnecessary. Didn't really out fit. of place. Uh, very out of place. Yep. 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 Uh, he said exactly the same thing I was saying. Like he just expected her to look at the camera and just be like, yeah. <laughs> be like, yes, the Debbie. Downer. Like it was like an SNL thing, and it's like, it's like the person that he suggested. I'm like, yes, 
absolutely. I could I could see that. Yes, but Chris yeah. and Wig, like this, I feel like that was only just either somebody in Hollywood owed her a favor, yeah, or she's trying to dip her toe into more serious movies and yeah. try to like get out of the SNL typecast that she she put herself in. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And then the guy was like, "Have you seen this Leo movie? Have you movie? seen? Have you seen?" <laughs> as soon as he said that i texted you have you yep. seen <laughs> which i think is like, probably 90 percent of the reason why yes you, you uh you had me listen to yep. that was that like because you didn't you didn't lead with that you you that led was, with yeah. he thinks Kristen wig is as unnecessary yep. as you did and i was like yep. all right i gotta hear this and then like 10 minutes after that was have you seen have, have you seen? seen and i was like there it is. That's there 90% of the reason yeah. why you wanted me to listen to this. 10% was Kristen Wiig. Yeah. <coughs> I was literally going to say that. Yep. Absolutely. I'll play your game. Choking <laughs> <coughs> uh, um, over here. Yeah. Uh, so they heated, had, worked up. Y- yep. I didn't so listen they, to the big picture one. Usually I do, but... Hmm. Yeah, I figured you were a little upset that they got off the Fincher movies. You you've been really it obsessed was, with yeah. uh, all Fincher related things. They have a uh, David Fincher rankings part one, David Fincher rankings part two, um, and then on the rewatchables they were doing uh, the game. Then they did uh, seven. I think they did another one. Where is it? Oh, they were doing oh, yeah, unfaithful, usual suspects. Where did they? I thought they did uh, the town. No, could have sworn they did. Um, oh yeah, seven and then the game. And they did Kicking and Screaming in The Martian. So I was like, what the fuck, guys? You're teasing me here with this David Fincher stuff. But um, He loves yeah. Kicking and Screaming. <clears throat> yes. Um, Bill Simmons. We're talking about Bill Simmons, if, any, if you guys didn't know this. Yeah, he... Uh, oh, he was talking about on that Martian episode about how he doesn't really like... He didn't like Lincoln. That's what it was. And then somebody... Yeah. That was part of the group did, did his uh, Lincoln impression. <laughs> no! 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 that was incredible i love how they just went off on him and just like listen this is a weird hill to die on to say that lincoln sucked yep Yep. he's like like, i didn't think it sucked it's uh, do i need to rewatch it he's like yeah you need to rewatch it because you're 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 having some kind of revisionist history here and 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 it's not it's not cool man (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't even a political point they were were trying to make it's just lincoln was a good movie and and I mean, it's not like he, he didn't outright say Lincoln sucked, but right. it, it was just, he did kind of be like, well, you know, I watched it once. I don't think I need to go back to it, right. which yeah, still that, is a little bit more shade. You, you can watch it twice. You can watch you it can. twice. Come on. Yeah. I watched it last year for the first time, then watched it again for our movie cage match. And yeah, it definitely holds up. Fantastic acting. Like it's one of those you go in and be like, okay, fine. It's going to be a fucking bland, flat, historical drama, historical piece about this thing and it's not it mo- that movie moves that movie has a, a a high pace to it a high tempo with the with definitely with the three guys that are trying to procure the votes that, that was probably my favorite oh yeah that, that's that, where they, that they like turned into like almost like borderline comedy having yes. those guys in there which i think yeah. kind of may, maybe brought it down a little bit because it, mm. it it definitely took the we're serious we're the uh we're not trying to teach you something we're, we're still trying to teach you something but yeah. At that before that happened, which is like, kind of like no nonsense, like oh, oh we're gonna, this is Lincoln, all right, this is Lincoln, I got it. But then those guys came in and just like, 
Like, let's go fuck some shit up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gotta get that dude's vote. Let's do some crazy shit. <laughs> Ride or die, homie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, Walt, the Walter Goggins parts where they're trying to get his vote and he's, Walter Goggins is being threatened by, uh, with death if he votes to free the slaves. Uh, yeah, that was very, very comical moments. Um, well, was that the part where, like, he, he, uh, he was arguing with the guy and the guy was just like kind of, it, it turned into like this, he was going for his gun. Yeah. But he yes, had to like, yeah. because it was like, I don't know, yeah. it was, wow, how long ago was that? I don't know. <laughs> he had to load the gun like manually with like gunpowder. Yeah. So he's like sitting there for five minutes, just like, yep. he comes back, he runs away, comes yep. back, starts kicking dirt on the dude, and yep. then runs yep. away again. <laughs> Woo! Hilarious. Yeah. And that's the thing too of like the Second Amendment thing of like the Second Amendment was written even before that. Like Second Amendment was like a hundred years before you had reloadable guns and muskets and shit. And it's like, yeah, let's give everyone the right or give everyone you know the birthright to to own a uh, um, a musket. That's fine. No no problem with that. But then you got the, now twenty twenty. You got fucking people with walking around like on. They had this um, clip on uh, on YouTube or the Daily Show or something where they're they're talking to this guy who wants to walk around with a AK-47 or AR-15 or whatever it's called. And they're just like, well, <clears throat> is, are, do you have a, you have a gun on? He's like, yeah. Well, it's not. And the guy says, well, it's not loaded. And it's like, yeah, it's loaded. And it's like, why is your gun loaded? <laughs> if you're getting fired upon, if there is a, um, mass shooter, if there's a mass shooter incident, then load the gun. At that point, then you need, you need to defend yourself and other people around you. And then that's the point at which you pull out your magazine and shove it in. Cause it's not like a, t- it's not a 10 minute process. It's not a, it's not a musket that you have to load, uh, your fucking rounds one by one. It's an AR 15. You pull out your magazine, you shove it in, you're, you're good to go. You know what I mean? Why, why are you walking around with a loaded gun that could go off at any time? Jesus Christ. Anyways, yeah, it's getting different off my time, hill. Yeah. I'm going to get off my, get off my high horse. Um, <laughs> they talked on the big picture. The most recent episode was about Aaron Sorkin, his top five everything. Uh, they're big fans of Aaron Sorkin. They're, they're fans of the West Wing. Uh, back in the day, I watched um, Sports Night. This is like 20, or, uh, 1998, 99. So this is when I'm like, 12 or 13, 14. This is way before I'm a fan of directors or writers. I had no idea what I was watching, but I just know I liked it. So I've been a fan of uh, Aaron Sorkin for a long time without really knowing knowing it. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, if you're not familiar, wrote his first writing job was No uh, uh, A Few Good Men. He wrote that. You can tell a lot of the, uh, he, what he's known for are the walk and talks, which is basically what it sounds like. People are walking while talking, you know, through hallways. And, you know, that they had that scene where, uh, Tom Cruise is talking to whatever her name was at the, on the baseball field. Um, a lot of walk and talks, a lot of talking while doing other things. He's known for that. He's known for the West Wing. He wrote, um, he wrote The Social Network, which is a lot of people say is his best work yet because uh, David Fincher, they had this uh, behind-the-scenes scuffle of Aaron Sorkin, of, of uh, David Fincher sort of um, like molding and, and changing and modifying a lot of Aaron Sorkin's writing to make it, fi- make, make it feel a little bit more natural. Um, Aaron Sorkin writes these very witty, very pithy dialogues, which are very uh, un- unnatural, unrealistic. People are, are always witty, always talking, always having the right thing to say at the right moment. So that's another uh, trademark of Aaron Sorkin's writing. And it's a very interesting discussion they had on, on the, the big picture, the most recent one, of um, if you're a progressive like me, if you're liberal like me, Aaron Sorkin is should be down your alley, but they sort of uh, pick it apart and they have this really nuanced, really complex dis- discussion about Aaron Sorkin, about how 
he's very uh, idealistic. He's very um, optimistic about just has this idea that if everyone just has the information in front of them, if everyone was just educated, if everyone just was sat down and talked to for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, that if we could just explain what's going on and give people the information to make informed decisions in when they vote and when they, when people make legislation and things like that, then, you know, the world would be, the world would be a better place. And I think, uh, Aaron Sorkin and people like Bill Clinton and, and, uh, Obama, I think follow that same flawed logic of like, well, if we just, if we just got down on the table and we just hashed this out, if we just talked to the other side, I'm sure we could come to a compromise and come to a, come to an agreement. And that's just not the world, the world, not the world we live in. Uh, the world we live in, we have people in Congress and the White House right now that just want to see the world burn. They really do. They have no intention of ever, uh, hashing anything out of any coming to any sort of agreement. And, um, they sort of they they get, they get into that in the big picture podcast um, about how he's too idealistic and too uh, optimistic and his that comes through in his writing and a lot of the things he's written over the years, especially the West Wing, especially in um, the newsroom. So, very very good discussion. If you want to check that out, hmm. yes, Indeed. maybe. Maybe. Um, so the, on the rewatchables, uh, the Martians rewatchables, they had a Damon, Matt Damon versus Leo discussion. Uh, where do you fall on the Matt Damon versus Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, conversation? Uh, what was the conversation they were having? Which one body of work, which is better? Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. what were we talking about? If you had to go to a desert island for the rest of your life and you could only choose between the body of work of Matt Damon or Leonardo DiCaprio, which one would you choose and why? Uh, okay, well, it's going to be Leo DiCaprio, and I'm going to say that because uh, it, one of, if not actually my favorite movie, I, I'm not completely sure, is Great Gatsby, and yeah, I mean, he made that, so I have to watch that. And then, uh, obviously, Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. checking that out. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I can be some, 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 some of my Brad Pitt in there, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, and he's got other great movies like Shutter Island and... Uh, Hell, if I if I want to go back, we got Titanic. Yep, and be, and yep. feel good stuff like can I bring TV shows with me? We got uh, Growing true. Pains. I can watch some <laughs> Growing Pains. Yes, let me pull up. <laughs> let me pull up both of theirs. There's IMDb's. Uh, let me see. Keep talking while I look this up. Um, I just pull them both up too. Now, okay. I mean, <laughs> I might be. I feel like I could be doing uh, uh, Matt Damon a, a little dirty here. Uh, Nope, nope, because uh, Leo is also in The Departed. So, cool. I'll check that out. Oh, the Ocean series, though. Hmm. You know, I'm going to say it. Yeah. The Bourne movies, were they really that good? What? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were they? Were they? They were actually very good. I mean, like some, some you of got the best one. action in the 20th Could've century. Could have stopped it, too. But obviously everything ends with three. The Born Born Ultimatum is one of the best um, car chases in in action in action movie history. Have you seen? Have you seen? Have you seen the Born Ultimatum? Back, baby. No, I haven't seen. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Oh shit! Oh man, Leo's in uh, Django. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's compare. 
I can watch Inception for like five times and see if I can finally understand it. <laughs> classic, classic. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Right. So it, yeah, it's, let's it's just Leo, take, and I don't. It's Leo, and I don't think it's close. Let's just take ninety-seven. Where is it? Where's okay? Yeah, ninety-seven to two thousand and two. Matt Damon's career. You got Courage Under Fire, Chasing Amy, The Rainmaker. Goodwill Hunting, Save It Private Ryan, Rounders, Dogma, The Talented Mr. Ripley, which is incredible, uh, The Legend of Beggar Vance, uh, Ocean's Eleven. So just just from there, from like 97 to 2002, The Bored Identity, Confessions of Dangerous Mind. Uh, you got a great cameo in Eurotrip. 97 to 2002? Yes, 97 to 2002. 97's not a good year to start with. You should have went 98. 97 to Rainmaker. You got Chasing Amy. 97, Titanic. (sighs) Titanic smashed all competition. Sure, yes. One of the biggest movies of all time. Sure. (laughs) But look at Leo. Leo One of the biggest movies of all time. Oh, we're going with body of work, be stuck with on a desert island, and you're going to say, oh, yeah, I guess Titanic was the biggest movie of all time at 97, but come on. Are we really going to count Titanic? Romeo and Juliet, (laughs) Titanic, The Man in the Iron Mask, eh, The Beach, eh, Catch Me If You Can is good. Yeah, you ever watched Man in the Iron Mask? It wasn't that bad. Was it not that bad? Okay. (laughs) Gangs so, of New yeah. York, that's your movie. That's 2002. Yeah, very good. So, Gangs of New York, The Beach, eh, Man in the Iron Mask, eh. So, you got Titanic, okay, up there. I'll take, I'll give you, I'll give you Titanic. I'll give you the, Romeo and the Juliet. The Quick and the Dead. Huh? Quick and the Dead. Was he in that show on the That was like 95. So, no, we're only saying 97. So, yeah, 97. Look at this. Tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, one of the best movies of all time. He played Private Ryan. Rounders is a fantastic movie. Dogma, I fucking love Dogma. Talented Mr. Ripley, I think is his Apex Mountain. Speaking of the rewatchables. What is what is their best what is their best movie? Put put their best put best Leo's best versus Matt's best. Oh man. So you probably you would say uh, I'm not prepared for, for Leo, that question. The Great Gatsby for Leo or Titanic? Uh, wait, wait, wait! Say that again. Uh, the best. What's the what's their apex? What is their top tippy top of the mountain? What is Leo's best role at best acting role? The Revenant. Revenant Have you seen one. the Revenant? Revenant was strong. Yeah. Uh, it's. T- I mean, I might go personal preference. I. Uh, loved his character in Wolf of Wall Street. He okay. won something for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Or did yes, was, he did. Brad Pitt did. did. He? Brad Pitt did right. Yeah. What, what was the thing that he got? Leo got a Best Actor he, for The Revenant. For The Revenant. Well, then I guess that would be it, right? According to the rest of the world, personal preference. I <laughs> yes. think Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. So his best. You're 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 saying your favorite. Leo movie is Great Gatsby, but your favorite performance is uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, but we're going like 1A, 1B. Like, I don't know. I just like <laughs> the character in Wolf of Wall Street more than in Gatsby. He was great in Gatsby. He's great in all these movies. I'm just saying that specifically, mm-hmm. I Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street got, got Best Picture. That's actually uh, probably one of my, my favorite movies to watch, too. I pop that in all the time. Wolf of Wall Street got nominated for Best Picture. 
Uh, yeah, Leo got nominated for for best actor. Yeah, so film, I mean, you so. you want to go there? I actually have not watched The Revenant. Uh, have you I'll seen? Have to get <laughs> <laughs> you you told me his kid died, and I don't know if I'm ready to process that. It, it wasn't a kid; it was like a 15 year old. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that, but you know, I I wasn't a child. You know. Well, it's not a child. It's still your child, though. You know, uh, 15, 25, 5, doesn't matter. A 15-year-old back in, like, 1887 was a a full-grown man. (laughs) We're not (laughs) in 87 anymore. It's a crazy time. I mean, even Uh, if I didn't include... I mean, just these six movies, I finally get around to watching... I'll count it in the six movies, but Once Upon a Time, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Gatsby, Shutter Island, Django, like, that's enough to hold me over for the rest of my life. All right, so you would take Hold Leo's. I, let me go back. Let me go to back to Matt Damon. Hold on. Let me, let me, yeah, let me go look back. at this. You got you got the Rainmaker. You got Goodwill Hunting, Courage Under Fire, Rounders. The Talented Mr. Ripley is a fantastic movie. I would say that's like his. That's his um, Benjamin Button. That's his like. Look how sexy I can be. Yeah, you know, there's a thing here, and I, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't like his face. <laughs> his face now, or just his overall? Because he's gotten kind of puffy his face, lately. Through all the years, all the years, I just don't like his face. Jesus, something about his face. He is puffy in these pictures I'm looking at right now. He's got he's got a puffy face, but yeah. I mean, I watched The Martian. I, th- I think The Martian is a great movie. I voted for it in our cage match. Uh, right. But yeah, oh, he was in Ford. Oh yeah, he was one of the. Ford and Ferrari. I never watched yes, that. Yes. Very good. That actually went up against uh, Once yeah. Upon a Time, right? It did, yep, for Best Picture. Cool. The Oceans movies. I, I enjoy the Oceans movies, but I was saying that I good. don't enjoy them because Matt Damon's in it. Matt Damon's <laughs> actually kind of like a, a weird joke character. Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, It's kind of like, eh, I mean, he, he, he's important, but is he? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> He is actually. How dare you? Yeah. Okay. I'm going with. I'm sorry. Yeah. Final answer is it's Leo, and I don't think it's close. <coughs> I mean, well, you going? So you 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 staunchly uh, opposed me here. You must be thinking Matt Damon. I am saying I'm going to take Matt Damon just because he's a Southie. He's a Boston guy. Got to go with my Boston guy. How do even? Nobody knows where, where Leo. Uh, if you're going to go with a Boston even. guy, you were just shitting on Ben Affleck. Yeah, that's different. Ben Affleck is well, not Matt Damon. From- isn't he from Boston? They're, yes, they're both Boston people. Listen, there's thousands of people from Boston. Doesn't mean you have to like everyone from Boston. It just sounded like your argument was like saying that I had to like people from Boston. Yes, this one person. Are, are, we're talking this about one Leo person, not Matt the Damon. other person. <laughs> I don't like I don't like Ben Affleck as a as an actor. Doesn't mean I don't like people from Boston. Where is he? The guy from Birth. Ben and and Matt Damon are friends. So if you're going to like Matt Damon, then you need to get on board with Ben Affleck. (laughs) I understand. Look, Leo is a fucking L.A. uh, poppy, preppy fucking... He deserves to be. He's in the system. He's been in the system his whole life. Matt, Matt Damon had to work for it. He came from a workman background. He had a had a claw his way to the top. Leo was already there. Leo Leo was a L.A. baby. He was brought up in the system. He was destined to be an actor. Matt Damon had to work every day of his life to get into the system. He wrote he wrote his own script. He wrote uh, Goodwill Hunting. 
that team didn't or uh, Ben Affleck didn't do shit. That's what that's why I don't like Ben Affleck too, is because he took credit for writing uh, Good Will Hunting. Now everyone knows that Matt Damon was the brains behind that operation and the, and the face. He was the face and the brains. All right? How often do you see that? That's that's, that's a bold take. That's not that's a bold brave. take. That is that's a fact. Brave. It's a known fact. <laughs> L- listen to listen to Ben Affleck. Ben will tell you. <laughs> ben knows. He's not afraid of it. Ben's humble. Ben's a humble man. <laughs> He's not a humble man. He's dated the, he the hottest woman in the world. He dated Ben, Ben, uh, Jennifer, uh, Gardner, Jennifer Lopez. He loves his Jennifers. He's what? just in it for just the- because, just because the man's humble don't, don't mean he can't date beautiful women. Ah. You're the one recognizing the fact that he's dating beautiful women. You know, it's not cocky if you're the one bringing it up, you know? His shoulders are too big. Uh, ben Affleck has his shoulders are way too wide. He looks like a fucking uh, Frankenstein walking around with those big honking. The man shoulders. is a house. <laughs> he, he's built like a brick shit house. I won't deny that. I'm just saying, it makes him feel like a very stiff actor. And you want to know what? What? I like Ben Affleck's face. I like it better than Matt Damon's. He's got more face. <laughs> he's got the most face. Ben, uh, ben got- Affleck has. The gig- most gigantic flopping head I've ever seen in my life, man. When he grows a beard, yes, like it's a nice beard. You feel it, man. I do. It's like we grew a beard when he grows a beard. <laughs> you know, uh, Matt Damon could never, <laughs> could never what? <laughs> <laughs> Grow a beard. Look at all these movies. He only has a beard. None of these movies don't have to. Well, Could've he had one in Martian, and it was patchy. It was patchy. You're right. <laughs> Won't deny that. Fine. Yeah. Well, you can't yeah, grow a beard either. That's why you should love him. You two have a thing in common. You both can't grow beards. No, that's so. why I don't respect him because I don't respect myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we agree. Uh, Matt Damon is the best. Moving on. Um, overrated, underrated. I have a game here called Overrated, Underrated. Or you can say appropriately rated. Uh, a couple of topics here. Do a lightning round. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Overrated, underrated. The human race. Going big here. Starting off big. Yeah, you're starting off big. Uh, underrated. Underrated. Why is the human race underrated? He's overrated. I mean, think I about say. what it takes to get here, and think about all the stuff that we have yet to accomplish. I mean, um, so far we yeah. are the only planet that has shown any signs of life like this like mm-hmm. just think about the concept of us doing this podcast right now sure it's very like a mundane thing but at the same time there's there's so much technology involved so much work that's <laughs> gone into this and it's not <sighs> even the, the job that we did we're just scrappy creatures that created easily the, the largest empire that we have that that we know of in the galaxy right, right? so okay while I say that and it sounds like, you know, wow, you think pretty high of yourself, I still think we're underrated because we survived in, in in a situation where no no so far that we can tell, uh no other people have. No mm-hmm. other creature, organism, whatever has. So underrated. Okay. I'm gonna say overrated. Uh we made you we would, made, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Open a textbook. Open a open a history book, uh, and you'll see why. Uh, pulled pork, overrated or underrated? We're still just animals, dude. And we're gonna do it like we do on the Discovery Channel, uh, right? Pull, pulled pork, overrated, me, underrated. Baby. 
Yes. Pulled pork is overrated. Okay, that's wrong. Uh, it's und- dry. I've yet to have a pulled pork <laughs> that I've actually been, not been sitting there like, okay, this was this, this wasn't dry. Have you nah, had this was, this was dry? A, a meaty, a juicy pulled pork? No, you haven't. Okay. Oh, that's what well, I guess not. Can you make you. a pulled pork? Then I, I would respect. Sure. One someday. I, every yeah. time I go out to a restaurant, I say, uh-huh. you know what? I'm feeling something different. Let me get the pulled pork. And I, I'm every time I'm like. I regret the decision I made. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scorpion Bowl. Appropriately rated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, working overtime. Uh, uh, yeah. You yeah. Know, it, it's How many bullshit. hours? 30 hours of overtime. Bullshit. <laughs> How dare they? I got lots of money and I got lots of clients, but God damn it. That is, uh, I would, uh, it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, the 1998 Undertaker Mankind Steel Cage match. Dude, that is uh, appropriately rated. Is it? Okay. All right. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, that defined attitude WWE. It did. Or, it was WWF at the time. That was the Apex. Um, they still show that era. shit. And and it was something that was never done before, and they, they try to duplicate it, but it just it doesn't have that same magic. It's mm-hmm. a, it's appropriately rated. Okay, um, having kids overrated, underrated, underrated, underrated. Okay, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, you think about it too, because I was I was real like on the fence about it for uh, a long time, and and even now and now it's just like I don't know. I can't imagine me not having kids, and just, I feel like. I was I was meant to be a dad and, and stuff like that. You know, real touching stuff. That so is yeah, nice. and I that really nice. think that I wish everybody could feel that way. Okay, that's nice. Um, the MCU. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's appropriately rated now, mm-hmm. but I think it will be overrated mm. by the time. <clears throat> By the time we're older, right? They're gonna uh, look back on this, and they're gonna—it's gonna be like a weird, dark point in history. Like, ooh. oh my god, really? This this movie? Yeah. This this well, this did it for the like the world, right? Well, I mean, I think blockbusters are are gonna be viewed in a very strange lens in like five to ten years, if movie theaters are still a thing in five to ten years. Um, if they're not, <laughs> it's gonna be like movies used to cost. Three hundred million dollars and a billion people saw them. What? Yeah, I mean it's tough for the MCU in particular because you think about there's movies that can hold up simply because the story, the lesson, the the adventure that you took. But but with the MCU, like you know, it's it's good for us who grew up like watching, reading comics, and watching cartoons and stuff like that. But you're not going to it for the storyline really you're going to it for the action and there's going to be a point like there's always a point when when new tech comes out you're going to be like oh look at the graphics on that damn i watched that that's like mm, yeah that's like i rave right there you know like yeah it, it's not going to hold up later on we're just we're just too picky we, we look to the next like next flashy thing next shiny thing and mcu we're gonna look back on it and be like uh, oh my god Okay. Can't believe I watched that with my own eyes. I wouldn't watch that with your eyes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Overrated or underrated? The Rock during his wrestling tenure. 
Underrated. Underrated. <laughs> Some of those matches as a wrestler. Yeah, as a wrestler. Yeah, or just the Rock's character as a wrestler. Yeah, I. I think people think Stone Cold is going to be like, you know, it, it, there would be no Stone Cold without the Rock, and I don't think a right. lot of people realize that. And I think Stone Cold pushed the Rock, yep. so people look at at Stone Cold as the one, and, and the Rock is his two. Yep. I think it's a one A one B kind of thing. They made each other. Yes. And to say that just the fact that the Rock went further than Austin did, like the Rock is the biggest movie star ever now. Right. Like I would say that he was underrated. Sure. Uh, the Rock as an actor. Overrated. Ah. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> how many? How many of those? Like I feel like there was a trilogy of the Rock movies, like Skyscraper, San Andreas, and. Um, what was the what was the one made from the video game? Jumanji? That too, but also the um what was the game with the gorilla and the lizard and the Oh the, uh Rampage? Rampage, yeah. You had Rampage, you had Skyscraper, you had San Andreas, this like yeah. trilogy of trashy action movies. But of buildings falling. Of buildings falling, exactly. The buildings falling trilogy. Um they they probably made, you know, three billion dollars put together, but yeah. Oof. Oof, Rock, you're dragging us all down. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it though. Think about all the crappy movies Sylvester Stallone was ever in, or something like that. Yeah, just True. movies, yeah. action movies back then that just didn't need to be made. Right. Like The Rock's just kind of keeping that alive. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's it. That's why he's kind of overrated. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so recently, we watched a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal's. We watched a couple Jake Gyllenhaal's two weeks ago. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, overrated or underrated? Overrated. Ooh, still okay. All right. Yeah, maybe a couple. Yeah, more. I mean, he had one good movie. <laughs> one and a half. One and a half good movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Have well, you I mean, seen? I mean, maybe yeah, a little bit more than that. But I, I'll admit, I haven't watched all of Jake Gyllenhaal's library. Yeah. But from what that I have watched, I believe he is overrated. Okay. All right. Uh, Michael Shannon, underrated. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I think I feel like you turned the corner on Mr. Shannon uh, with the Shape of Water. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, Josh Brolin. Appropriately rated. Have you seen No Country for Old Men? I have. You have? Okay. Do you want to do you want to tease us your thoughts real quick? I thought it was a great movie. Nice. Very good. And how was Josh Brolin? But I don't it? think he... Huh? How was Josh Brolin in it for you? Appropriately rated. <laughs> All right. How is that, how is that accent? Fresh. Fresh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> real quick, some of the some of the quotes I love from that movie. Um, she asked Josh, or she, uh, his wife asked him, "Where'd you get that gun?" And he's like, "From the getting place." I want to, <laughs> I'm gonna quote that from now. When everybody, when everybody asks me, like, "Where'd you get that shirt?" From the getting place. <laughs> I, I listen to this podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's um, what the hell? What's it called? Something to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy interviews this dude, Bruce Pritchard. He was uh, Vince McMahon's number two. And anytime that there's like something going on, like a gimmick match or something, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, oh, I see, I see, you got the, you got the big ladder this time, not that small dinky one, not not the like ten footer. You got you 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 busted out some money for the twenty footer. Uh, where'd you get that ladder, by the way? You'd be like, ladders are us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll just say that for anything. It'll prompt him with a question. It'll be like, oh, we got that at Hats R Us. <laughs> I love the scene in uh, No Country when Josh Brolin's ch- checking into the motel or hotel, and he's asking for a specific room, and the the, the clerk there says like, "This one ain't took." 
<laughs> this one ain't took. <laughs> okay. All right, lady. Well, if uh, someone said that to you, what would you do? What would could you even hide the disdain on your face? <laughs> no, I couldn't. It's like, first of all, would it be disdain, or would you start laughing and be like, "What did you say?" Yeah, I'm taking my business elsewhere. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one on overrated, underrated for this week. Uh, New Year's Eve, overrated, underrated, overrated. Now, now you say that. Now, would you say that? 10 years That's, ago. I knew you were going to ask that question, yeah. and I actually answered that as my current uh, yourself, situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, I don't I don't need to do anything. I'll just go home and sleep. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Have but, you seen uh, New York, New York uh, what's it called? New York Center? What's the place everyone goes to for New Year's Eve? Times Square. Times Square. Have you been there during, time, during uh, New Year's Eve? No. No, and the stories that I've heard, yeah. not worth not, it. Not good. You no. you find a spot and yeah. you got to stay in that spot. People yeah. wear diapers there. You oh, know that? Yeah, I do know that. I heard that. Yep. Yeah, pissing and shitting on themselves just so like like it has to smell awful. Yeah, you're cold. It's not. It's not warm. January first. Nope. 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 <laughs> There's nothing there that I'm gonna watch some. Well, last year. The Gronk or the Gronk, the Gronk, yeah, Gronk. Well, who Steve Harvey? Yeah, like that. That was just cringy. Like, yeah. I wish I was there just so I didn't have to watch that on television. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. it's say if you're not right up against the fence, so you're just in this huddle of people, like doing what, standing there, smelling like shit. Yeah, yeah, um, peeing on yourself to stay warm. It makes no sense. Yeah, that reminds me. Uh, I was talking about the Gronk and people doing the presentations. Um, and now you're doing it, the Gronk, the De Gronk. <laughs> uh, people presenting. You know, this is New Year's Eve, rocking New Year's Eve, and Dick Clark used to do it. Now it's Anderson Cooper and fucking Kathy Lee or Kathy Kathy Griffin, whatever her name was, uh, for a few years. And Bill Burr hosted Saturday Night Live this week and was talking about just the state of things as I gesture, you know, wildly. Um, talking about how Walter Cronkite, <laughs> back in the day, journalists used to be respected because you never saw them in shorts. You never saw them outside of their job. You know what I mean? Now you see Anderson Cooper hosting New York, New, Rock and New Year's Eve every, every year. And he was saying how that's a, that contributes to the um, untrust, untrustworthiness of uh, our current, what do you call them, journalists or, or new, news anchors and shit like that. So, hmm. Yep. So moving on, uh, did you have any uh, off the top of your head? That was fun. I like that. Overrated, underrated? You should come up with more. Yes. Yeah. More like that. Pretty fun, huh? Uh, I don't have any off don't the top of my head. No, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, talk about food. Pulled pork. No, actually, I do. You do? And we'll okay. get back. Well, I'm going to bring it back right now. Okay. Go ahead. Matt Damon, overrated, underrated, or appropriate. Right? <laughs> Matt Damon, right now, at this current moment in the year of our Lord, 2020, I would say Matt Damon is underrated. I think he's a fantastic actor. Underrated. I think, I think going into, I think we have a bunch of Generation uh, X, Gen, Gen Xers, uh, guys that grew up in the early 90s, late 90s, or late 80s, late 80s, early 90s, like Leo, like Matt Damon, a bunch of guys that grew up back then, going to enter their middle age years. I'm very interested to see what these guys will, will pick for roles, what they're going to look like, what they're going to do. So I think right now, I think Matt Damon uh, will make a very good uh, Robert Redford type, you know, as he transitioned into his middle age years, I'm fascinated to see what Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and Leo will will do in the in the next coming five to ten years. So, 
Right now, very okay. under- underrated. Yep. What about Leo? <laughs> Leo, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm still going to say underrated. Even though we just had our knockdown throughout fight between these two guys. I respect them both as actors. The Revenant is one of my favorite movies in the past 10 years. I think he's a great, a fantastic actor and another guy. Um, I'm be very interested to see what, what he chooses for roles in the, in the upcoming decade, decades to come. Okay. Yep. Okay. My last one. Yes. Uh, can I say something podcast? <laughs> Very underrated. Come on, guys. Right into the show. B-I-S-I-C-K-L-E. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts, feelings uh, about the show. Take, take, we're, okay, we're, I love we're, email at gmail.com. Yeah, we're on a rocket ship right now. It's it's on the runway. It's about to take off. Strap it to our back, baby! Strap that rocket ship to our back. We're at the tippy top, and we're only halfway up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to do a, a quick um, get that five stars in. The- <laughs> yeah, give us five stars in the old iTunes there. Yep, help us out greatly oh, on Apple Podcasts, not Apple iTunes anymore, or Jeff. wherever you hear your podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Read it in the. Also, store. I'd like to take a moment and just talk yeah. about the dangers of train tracks. <laughs> is that a new is that an ad have you heard those have you heard those ads no oh my god they're everywhere on every podcast i listen to they talk about train track danger that's that's insane i've, I've heard like the um, yeah, they, uh, drunk driving uh psa yeah 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 it's a psa for not going on train tracks and really? uh because it takes trains and we're not getting money for this but i'll say it anyways right. apparently it takes trains uh, uh a mile sometimes to stop yeah so if the, the if the if the wood comes down and the lights are flashing, don't go on the train tracks. Everybody? Yeah. We was clear? Your, was that your Brian Regan impression? <laughs> the train yeah. is a medium. The big one. The because big- you know what a cup of dirt is? <laughs> That's what's going to be pouring on your body when the train hits you yep. and your family picks up all the pieces. Yep. The big yellow one is the sun. <laughs> the big yellow one is that headlight in the front. <laughs> I'm going to go to rant here about DoorDash drivers taking weird routes. Uh, if you ever order from DoorDash, you can Who wronged you? Because I I have nothing going on <laughs> in my life. I, I order DoorDash and then I watch them. I watch the routes they take to my house, which if I order, uh, when I order from places, it's basically a direct route from that place to my to my apartment. Direct, you don't have to take any side streets, bro. Why are you? Why are you taking all these lefts and rights and all this shit? You have, a, you have a main drag. You can go down, get get my food, go down that one street, take a left into another street, and you're basically there. Why are you going down fucking Woodlawn Avenue and all these fucking places that are not near my house? Why are you go? Why? I just I don't understand it. That's my A. He's lost. Or yeah. B. Maybe they get mileage. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. They're dropping some shit off. They're doing some sketchy shit with my food. Who knows? Who knows these days? Yeah, laundering food. They're laundering food. They're laundering food, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on. What did you order? Huh? Well, what did you order? I ordered, um, what is it? The chicken, the the hanger. The, the, the chicken. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed if I didn't get that on time. Exactly, too. yeah. You got to get that shit first. There's a bunch of things you, you can order through DoorDash that'll keep. They, they package it very well and it keeps for, you know, 10, 20 minutes. Uh, uh, the, the hanger is not one of them. You order a, uh, I got a pulled pork, uh, slider yesterday. Well, there's your fault. There's your problem. Listen, buddy. Listen. Just because you've been, you've been wronged, you've been abused by the, the pulled pork, 
uh, industry uh, does not mean you can take it I out. I may have had pulled pork from there, actually. Yeah? Yeah. You've had it? Yeah. I think I have, actually. Okay. I, and it was dry. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Could be. This is. What do you get your wings? What what sauce do you get your wings? This we'll, we'll get to the real conversation. Yeah, right here. What yeah. sauce do you get on your wings? So I'm doing a dry rub. Sometimes I'll do the, I'll do the um, garlic, the garlic parm, garlic parm dry rub. Yeah. And then I'll obviously. do the the honey barbecue, honey chipotle barbecue. What what? Uh, it's classic. Yeah. What chicken? Yep. What kind of sauce? Did the, you- the the garlic parm like that ruins me. Really? Like I burp up weird stuff. Oh, okay. It gets it gets real gross, but it's delicious. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. I'm I'm gonna tell you one that you need to do next time. Okay. All right. Yes. Right. No this questions down. asked. Just do it. Writing this down. Sweet chili. Sweet chili. Okay. Get the sweet chili. You'll never go back. Yes. All right. Writing this down. Sweet chili. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, another reason to get if you didn't have enough. Can you send me a text that says shush? <laughs> <laughs> Getting too excited. Aren't you in your basement? Aren't you like nine feet? I am, down yeah, dude. Your... I was I was heated right back there. Aren't you uh in your um man cave? The 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 can I can I say something yeah studio? The studio. Yeah. Yeah. The bar studio. The bar studio, yep. Yep. I didn't close the door upstairs though. That's probably why sure. Oh yeah. Uh so if there wasn't enough reasons for you to get a, an Xbox this holiday season, uh they have Xbox Microsoft announced Lightstream is officially integrating with the Xbox Twitch app. So what does this do, if you're asking out there? Uh, Lightstream is a popular service that allows custom overlays and more for streamers on services like Twitch. A few months ago, Lightstream announced that they're working on integrating with Xbox with Twitch for Xbox consoles. Today, which this article is from two days ago, which was, <laughs> looking for a date, uh, October 15th, 2020, uh, they announced the inter, the integration is official and anyone can use Lightstream with the Twitch app for Xbox. However, what, uh, what I'm looking for in this article is I believe if you want all of these features, you have to pay an extra $8 a month if you want to be an Xbox Twitch, uh, user. So, yeah. So if you were, want to, want to kickstart your Twitch career over there, you can do that. For eight bucks a month, I believe. You get an Xbox. All right. Yeah, that buddy. fun. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so, coming about near the end here, we got a PS5 state of play. Uh, I forget what what this was. Oh, it's have a- you seen it? We don't have to go through the whole video. I just no. you know, the cliff notes or whatever. Yeah. So, it's a big... U- have you, it's like the, uh, the, the UI to it. Gotcha. Yeah. Have uh, you seen the, the video? I have not. It looks smooth. It, it reminds me of like the um, like the PS PSP kind of setup. Yep. At the same time, crossing it with the PS4. Uh, uh, they got these weird things like cards that like you can go to specific instances in a game. Like here's a mission. Go to this mission. Uh, and, and they do it for like different missions. They give you like ETAs and how how long a mission is actually going to take you. It's just they they made some like. Interesting. Um, I they got some interesting ideas going. Uh, another one like you can you can bring up almost like a strategy guide. It's like you you click one of these things and it's like we'll give you hints to figure out. And then obviously this is all de- depending on the developer of the game. Like, are they going to involve this feature? I see it a lot with like uh, first party 
stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe like uh, like the the third party stuff, but they're gonna be like, no, obviously, they they do a lot of bare bones stuff. So you'd be surprised to see them actually utilize this stuff. But for like the big games, like like maybe like God of War, yeah. you'll, you'll definitely see that kind of stuff for it. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, you can you can like jump into like four five games from the last spot that you were at. And that's just just by clicking all these little cards, and and you can have like uh, like channels going with friends, similar to like a Discord thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and there's picture in picture, even like yeah. And and they can screen share what they're doing on theirs. Yeah. And you can see it. I, I mean, I I was pretty impressed with what they had going on. Yeah. Now is this this is a PS4 thing or is this a PS5 thing? PS5 thing, but I do think that they did an update to a PS4. Yep. Uh, specifically for the, the groups. Yep. And, uh, that hasn't been received well. Oh no. I think it's more because they, they, they effed it up. Did they? As opposed to yeah. it not being good. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they probably looked at like a, what they got going on PS5 and it probably works there, but you, you're, you're taking a, like you get a PS5, yep. you learn how to use the features that are already there, mm-hmm. but you're changing a feature in a PS4 that everybody's already using. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you're going to be hit with some resistance. Yeah that's cool um yeah still I'm, yeah. I'm gonna do the pc thing probably still <laughs> that's another, yeah i i think that um you know we want to get on the same page as far as what we're what we're gaming on what we're playing on um and that's another reason i was just thinking often i'd never thought of it before until this moment um if you guys get an xbox i believe is that so that wouldn't even be crossplay if you're playing on let's say you know microsoft game their, their microsoft service on their servers it should be like, you know, and I'm playing on here. I have a, what is it called? Uh, Microsoft um, Game Pass. Game Pass is you know, a service where you pay some money, some bunch of money a month, and then you get all these free games. Um, and I believe that's the same service on PC. So if we're, we want to play, you know, Gears of War or some other game that's on their service, it should be the same, same server that I'm on on PC that you guys would be on Xbox. So. All right, Fallout 76. We could play that. Fallout 76, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm shaking my head no yeah. as I say this. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to either, and I love Fallout. Um, yeah, you're right. I yeah. mean, it's still a little cross-platform because you're still using PCs going up against an Xbox. And, yeah. I mean, you're going to get shit on every time. Yeah. But, you know, I get what you're saying. I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have one more uh, overrated, underrated that you wanted to uh, lay on me? Did you want to do the trivia? Or you want to save it for another time? I can do the trivia right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go quick. Remember how we we did the thing? This is a, this is my game for you. Yes. Uh, you gotta you gotta get the movie details. You gotta tell me which ones are fake. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. I got five here. Okay. All right. Zodiac, two thousand seven. Since the real Zodiac was never found, they used several actors to voice read. Reading the letters so the viewer doesn't associate any one person with the killings. True or false? Uh, true. You are right. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's a nice touch. I actually didn't recognize that. Mm. So this this was a fun detail for me. Yeah. All right. Yes. In Pixar's Monsters, Inc., yes. whenever a white sock is seen, they yell, we have a 2319. The 23rd letter in the alphabet is W. And the 19th is S, which is actually a reference to Walter Sabak, the character played by John Goodman in The Big Lebowski, who needed to put a sock in it. <laughs> I'm going to say false. That seems a little 
little out there. <laughs> False is correct. Yes. Yeah. That seemed a little, little weird. Weird. Um. Weird right. reference. That was great. Yeah. In the scene of Jojo Rabbit 2019, Hail Hitler is said 31 times in one minute, according to writer director. I'm going to butcher that name. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. He wanted a funny moment, but also wanted to illustrate how ridiculous Nazi protocols were. That's a big old true. Very true. Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The title clerks on the clerks 1994 movie poster is made out of letters cut from various magazines and food items. The C is from Cosmopolitan. The L is from Life. The E is from Rolling Stone. The R is from Ruffles Potato Chips. The K is from Clark Bar. And the S is from a Goober's Box. True or false? (laughs) I'm going to say false. True. Oh, boy. Did not know that. In Parasite 2019, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand anything the characters said. This is because I failed intro to Korean. Stupid Professor Lee doesn't know how to fucking teach for shit. <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> false. <laughs> false. False, 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 Oh, boy. That's funny. All right. And my final one. Watching Deadpool 2 2018 and notice a certain Supreme Court justice headshot in the squad interview scene. None other than Ruth Bader Ginsburg in consideration for a spot on X-Force. <laughs> true. It is true. Ooh, yes. Four to five, three to five. Congratulations, like bud. Yeah. 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 You got four, four, four and two. Four and, four and two. two. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Uh, did you have one job, more... Man. Those are fun. I like that. That is, like that that. is fun. Yep. Do you have one more overrated, underrated? Yeah, slap? one more overrated, underrated, appropriate rated yes. uh, question for you. Sticking to an hour time limit for our podcast. Overrated, underrated, or appropriate <laughs> That is actually uh, underrated since we're at an hour 40. <laughs> this is very good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, so next week, come back. Uh, next week, we will have a uh, movie cage match. Cage we got match. Yes. Western style. Pew, pew, pew. We got neo-westerns, neo-noir westerns. We got No Country for Old Men going up against Hell or High Water. I love both of these movies. No Country for Old Men. I'm going to reveal this right now. It's my favorite movie of all time. So I'm going to let you guess which one I picked for that competition. Yeah. 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 I remember you saying that it was your favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And you actually, I don't know if you know this, you bought me the Blu-ray. <laughs> you, you delivered it to my house with like Amazon or something. <laughs> Kara was like looking for it. She's like, uh, is this on like, it was on Amazon Prime, yes. but you needed a premium subscription. We don't have that? We don't have that. That's so, crazy. Huh? You're an insane person for now. But then I was that. like, wait, I'm pretty sure we, we, Damien mailed me this. And then I went downstairs and I found it in the box. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I never unwrapped it. <laughs> I have watched it though. I watched it on television. So, oh, okay. Carrie's upstairs watching it right now. I yeah. uh, already watched this one. All right. And we'll, we're going to hit Hell or High Water tomorrow. Nice. All right. Yep. So, I too enjoyed that movie. So. Huh? But yeah. Yeah. I too enjoyed that movie, but nice. we will talk about it more on Cage Match. On Cage Match next week. Come back for that. Pew, pew. So, for Can I Say Something? I've been Damien. I've been Dion. Pew, pew. Bye bye. See you next week. Pew.